0: Welcome to the CannaCuck Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we're taking a break from our usual focus on family, leadership, marriage, and spiritual growth to do a mini-series on Advent. If you're new here, welcome. you picked a great time to jump in. Over these four weeks, we're focusing on faith, hope, love, and peace. This content is great for any age during the holiday season, and we hope it helps you focus on what Christmas should really be about— the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's hop into week four to talk about peace.
1: Welcome to the Canuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I am here with my teammate, co-host, and once again,
2: Santa's little helper, oh, Joe I White. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. That's really funny.
1: <laughs> Coach, this is our final week of the Canuck Advent Podcast. It's been super
2: fun. Yeah, Shay. um... I was just thinking about this, this blob cookie that sits in front of me each broadcast. I always take a bite out of it because I know this is this, the this, this season of the blob cookie. What do you call it? The blob cookie. The Christmas blob cookie. Uh, it's a it's a revolution. The Christmas blob cookie revolution. So I, I've got one half eaten in front of me right now. But uh, as I'm as I munch on my blob cookie, folks, uh, you yeah, know, Merry Christmas to you. We're excited to be with you once again.
1: It is uh, our first. Fourth and final Advent podcast today and our stories center on peace that is found in Jesus. Today we continue our scripture reading in Luke chapter 2 verses 13 through 20. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of a heavenly army of angels praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels had departed, From them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem, then, and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen him, they made known the statement which had been told to them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed about these things which were told them by the shepherds. By, but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them.
2: Shea, I think about the word peace, and we all hear it in this incredible Christmas story over and over again. Everyone is always talking about peace at Christmas, and, and, and I and. And I think peace has become more of like a, a symbol. You know, you, you raise your hand and you give the victory sign uh, with two fingers and everybody goes, you know, peace. Or maybe it's a T-shirt with, with the, uh, um, I don't like the peace symbol anyways, but I, I love the word peace. But, but what is it? Is it just a Christmas story? Is it just something to talk about and sing about one time during the year? Or is it really uh, a possibility, and and, and even more so, is it possible when there's tragedy around the house, when there's sickness around the house, when there's COVID around the house, or maybe something worse? I know there's peace in the Robins house this Christmas, even though they've had challenges during this Christmas season. Um, But How do you find peace, especially when everything doesn't seem to be so perfect this Christmas? I I find peace in the emotional uh, sector of our life, and and, and certainly in my own emotional life with a lot of ups and downs, a lot of hills and valleys, I've learned to, to pursue peace and to actually find peace, even in very hard times. I I don't know. It seems like maybe it was three years ago. I I had two or three heart attacks and I was trying to shake them off. Shay, I don't know if you ever had a heart attack. You tried to shake it off.
1: I've never done that. But,
2: you know, that's kind of what you do. You know, as a guy, you go, well, it's just a heart attack. I'll just shake it off. So I had a couple of them. They they didn't throw me to the ground. And so I was like, you know, well, I didn't tell anybody, you know, this will be okay. Uh, I knew what it was, but I just didn't want to face it. I'm sorry, folks, if you think I'm just ignorant. That's what happened. But then my third one, and again, they weren't major, okay? There's worse heart attacks. (laughs) They were minor. Minor pain in the chest and minor—I'm sure I'm going to get a million emails right now from a lot of concerned This is not a
1: recommendation of how to handle heart attacks. This is just a real-life story of what happened. This is not what
2: you do. This is what you do just before you die. Anyway, somehow I survived the third one. Uh, and, but, but then a doctor friend of mine, fortunately, was visiting. He said, how you been feeling lately? And I said, well, I don't know, Doc. I think I've had, you know, maybe two or three heart attacks, but they've been really minor. Of course, he rushed me to the ER. The next thing I knew I was laying flat on my back. And my old Kennecuck buddy, Larry Hamney, Hamner, was staring into my chest, uh, replacing coronary ar- ar- arteries in my heart. And, and then everything went wrong. If you, you're gonna, I'm, I'm the type, when I go through surgery, everything just goes wrong. It's just kind of the way it is with my broken down body. But uh, but it ended up a month in the hospital. It ended up very dark uh, and very painful and the, a lot of internal bleeding and, and lung surgery and lung cavity surgery. And I could go on and on. I, I, I'll spare you with the details. But it was the most Honestly, the most peaceful month of my life, except for two interruptions when when I either felt like I was going to die or my breathing was in a place where I thought I was dying. I couldn't get oxygen. Uh, Except for those two brief interruptions, uh, joy filled my room. We didn't have any TV. I couldn't couldn't do that. I couldn't take visitors. It was so— I don't know, just difficult. I I, could, I couldn't see anybody. Just just my wife and, and my children could come by. But God was in the room, and I will tell you, folks, as on the brink of death as I felt, and maybe I was, who knows? I, there, my room was like a sanctuary. It was beautiful. That little hospital room. It 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 just felt like a sanctuary, for twenty eight nights straight, or maybe twenty seven. I could I couldn't sleep in the night. I, I took little. I'd fall off and go back, come back together, and I'd fall off and come back together. But I'd watch the clock go through the night. The pain was so great, the discomfort with all the tubes in, in my chest. But uh, but there was peace in that hospital room, and it was so cool. And I found it in the following surgeries with that leg amputations and so forth. Um, That there's peace, and and now after twenty two times of going to the surgeon's table, every time they put me out for the next surgery, uh, there's peace just before I go out, and I see myself falling into Jesus's arms. And folks, I'm I'm not here to put on a show. I'm just telling you, (laughs) it's the way it is. I just feel like I'm falling into Jesus's arms, and I have peace. And honestly. I have peace today. You know, emotional peace is something that few people seem to celebrate, especially in times of of, of uh, emotional stress, in in times of family uh, stress, where someone becomes self centered in the relationship, when a child becomes self focused and begins to do self-destructive things to their body when a when a husband or wife becomes self-centered and raises expectations that the partner in marriage can't fulfill When, when there's stress in the family especially in the christmas season emotional peace seems so elusive so difficult to find and yet i'm here to tell you folks in this short podcast Emotional peace can be found today, and, and, and this is not some magical, you know, idea. I find it broken down best in the studies of Dr. Caroline Leaf. I found it um, mechanically broken down, what I've learned over the years in counseling, to be true in my life and in the lives of others I've shared the mechanics of peace with. But Dr. Leaf is a brilliant psychologist. She's, she's a brain doctor and, and not just a, a brilliant uh, physician of the mind, of the brain, but also a brilliant writer and a brilliant storyteller. And Dr. Leaf tells the story to all of us this Christmas season that, that in, your, in your mind and in your heart, the places where peace are, fear and anxiety Will find a place this Christmas, one of the other. Uh, she says that in your heart, in, in in your in your conscious and unconscious mind, there's two trees. There's a love tree and a fear tree. And she said you have the privilege this Christmas of taking beautiful bright red Christmas balls and decorating the love tree, or you can take these these blue cold dark Christmas balls and de- and decorating the. The dead fear tree and she said every thought that comes to your mind and I will tell you I've been working on these thoughts even today before the broadcast because of some physical challenges I'm facing again to either decorate the love tree or decorate the fear tree with thoughts and she said that every thought you have a choice you can either pick up one of these beautiful bright red Christmas balls and decorate the love tree, or you can break up one of these blue, dark Christmas balls and decorate the dead fear tree. Every thought's an opportunity to decorate either tree in your mind or your heart, she says. She says you can decorate the fear tree with anger as you fuel over the way someone in your family may be hurting you today with an attitude or with words. You can decorate the fear tree maybe with something that is happening at work this week, with 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 a with a blue Christmas ball of bitterness or judgment, or that, that gritting your teeth um, attitude that comes with anger or bitterness. Or you can decorate the fear tree with worry and stew on the different things around you in your life that are not going well, and the future seems to be dark for those particular events in your life. And so you can make the fear tree well-decorated, or you can decorate the love tree with forgiveness. And folks, it's not just a, a nice biblical word, but it's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice as you pick up the red Christmas ball of forgiveness and you decorate the love tree in your heart, the peace tree, if you will. And you can decorate with the beautiful, bright, shining ball of peace. As you give that thought to Christ, and you give that thought captive, as Paul writes in the Corinthian letter, you could take that thought captive to Christ, and you can decorate the love tree with grace toward the person who just hurt you toward the word that cut deeply into your heart or the event that that, that tends to bring worry into your life, you can pick up a red ball this Christmas, a shiny red Christmas ball, not just of grace, not just forgiveness, but trust. As you take that thought and you trust God with that thought, instead of trusting your flesh where, where anger and bitterness and fear tend to arise, you can trust that thought to Jesus by saying, Jesus, I I can't control that thought. I give that thought to you. I was counseling a young man last night, and we were going through this practice on the phone. This young man had stacked up several years of bitterness toward his father. And as this young man began to trust God with those thoughts, his love tree, his peace tree, if you will, begin to shine. And folks, here's the redeeming factor of Christmas. If your fear tree has been getting decorated lately, as sometimes mine tends to be, there's a promise in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, that shines out this Christmas. And it says, perfect love casts out fear. And so if you trust those thought clusters to Christ... This Christmas, it's a promise of Scripture that you can actually tear down the fear tree. And I saw it happen last night as I was counseling this young man, and I see it day after day as I counsel young men and I counsel adults, and they literally say, take the love tree and the fear tree falls. I watch it happen regularly. And it's simple, folks, it's one thought at a time, thoughts of grace, and it brings an attitude of peace, and it brings a behavior of peace, love, and joy in your life. And that, through Christ, is the greatest Christmas gift to you that there is.
1: What a great reminder, Coach, as our eyes fall upon the Christmas tree that sits in the center of our home. Beautiful picture. Thank you for sharing. Our Christmas Advent activity for your family is an Ashley Robbins favorite. She happens to be the Christmas craft master. And uh, in our show notes, you can find some of the Christmas crafts that we do on a regular basis each year. Um, They involve paint and the little toes of your children. So get ready for some excitement, and doesn't matter how big those toes are, you can still use them to do your Christmas craft that as part of the fun. Really
2: cool, Shane. that's right.
1: <laughs> and I'm always most at peace when the paint is put away. Wow! Well, so it'll be an intense and a fun good time for the fam. We thank you for sharing your time with us today, and we just pray and hope that our Christmas uh, Advent podcasts have been a blessing to you and your family. We pray that today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to the Christmas season. And we would love to pray just one last time uh, over your Christmas celebration. Father, we come to you and we thank you for our families. And we thank you for the blessing of Christmas. We thank you for celebration with those close to us. We pray that um, that we could have joy and love and peace um, during this season, and that we could share it with our family members. We pray, God, um, that you would be in the middle of everything. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you hadn't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to marriage, family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit CannaCuckPodcast.com. And for more information about CannaCuck, you can visit CannaCuck.com.